Mishnah's base Habichira, Pedek Shvi'i, the seventh chapter. Today we will learn Halacha Chamishi, the fifth Halacha. How you approach the house of the Lord. Let me begin by reading the actual text of the Halacha from the Rambam's words. The Rambam begins this Halacha differently than the prior four. He begins this halacha with the word no or don't. A person should not. In Hebrew, you don't have to say a person. You just say loy. Don't. No. No frivolity or lightheadedness. When you are in the front or corresponding to the front door of the Azara the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash. This, of course, is known as Shar Nikanar, and there's an incredible story that comes along with it of where this door came from and how it comes to Yerushalayim. I've shared it with you in a previous, in a previous class in Hilchaz Beis HaBechira. It was made of, of polished brass, polished copper, and it shone like gold, and there's much to say about it, but what's important for our purposes is that we have the Beit HaMikdash proper, which is what you call the Heichal of the structure. The structure's got a holy, and a holy of holies, going towards the west, and it's got various w- rooms or, or, or offices or chambers on all sides. We've gone through that in detail in previous classes. In the front of that structure, in the front of that structure, on the, on the east end of it, you have the courtyard. The courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash, which is considered actual sacred scrimmage. We'll talk about that later in this chapter, the various levels of Kedusha, various levels of holiness. And we've actually talked about that as well in the previous halachas, when we discussed the gradations of the Temple Mount and the Beit HaMikdash as we move our way up towards the Heichel. So suppose that I'm facing west. I'm looking at the Heichel. In front of the Heichel is the courtyard. In front of the courtyard, is what's called the Ezrat Nashim, and that is squared off four areas, four chambers on each of those, on each, each of those four corners, as we have discussed in great detail. So the door, which is on the top of the Shir Hamalot, those round stairs, beautiful round stairs, 15 round stairs that were in front, leading you from the Ezrat Nashim, from the proverbial woman's courtyard, up into the Azara, the courtyard of the Beit HaMikdash. So when you are corresponding, standing against that door, and that door was visible, it was visible because it was elevated. So outside the Beit HaMikdash, you could see that door, especially when the sun was hitting it. You're not permitted to be lightheaded. Now, the question, of course, is, at what point does this prohibition kick in? Like, like how far away? You could see that door from very far away. Now, according to the Minchas Chinuch, he says the Rambam does not give you a limitation here. He says, As long as you are keneged, keneged means like, I'm looking right at the camera now, that's facing me. So if you're keneged, you're lined up right against that door, you have to act in a serious way, in a respectful way, as we'll talk in a moment. There's got to be some awe punctuating your mood and posture. But if you're corresponding right against that door, certain behavior becomes ruled out. From where? Ramam doesn't leave any, 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 any example, doesn't tell you at what point this halacha would apply. Interestingly, Rashi, commenting on Mesechet Brachot on page 54a, 
seems to say that this applies to someone standing outside of the Temple Mount as well. So it's not only in the Temple Mount. Having said that, I should tell you that according to the Otsrot Chaim, which is a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch and Erda Chaim, the Otsrot Chaim maintains that this is only Kishuhu Omed Bahar Habayat, only when standing on the Temple Mount. And of course, the interesting question could be asked, does that mean the Temple Mount as we view it today with the massive retaining wall, we call the Kotel on the western side, but really encircling all four sides, vastly larger than the original Temple Mount, which is only 500 cubits by 500 cubits, is that in fact what the Otsros Chaim means, the entire compound area, which is enormous, it's half a kilometer almost, or is referring specifically to the area of Beit HaMikdash Har Habayit, or the actual sanctified Temple Mount. I don't know the answer to that question. At any rate, certainly we don't have the, that, that door, so we're not able to comport ourselves in accordance with, this, with the instructions of this halacha. And of course, when Mashiach will come, the door will be reinstalled, and, and we're going to know then. We'll find out where exactly this halacha applies. Now Rambam says that this door on the eastern facade of the wall that, that rings or that encircles the Azara is called Shar Nikonar. And it's called the Gate of Nikonar based on the, on the name of this very famous person whose name was Nikonar. Mipne. What's the reason? Is there something holy about the door? The answer is Shahu Mechuvan Keneged Beit Kodesh HaKodeshim. Because that door is precisely and exactly corresponding to the door of the Holy of Holies. And because it's corresponding exactly to the door of the Holy of Holies, that's why it's like you're standing, proverbially speaking, in front of the Holy of Holies. Now, the commentaries point out that there is no wall that separates. There's a wall outside the door. There's a wall around the Hechal, around the structure. But the doorway, it's only a doorway. Doorways are a segue. You go in, you go through a doorway. It doesn't really seal the area. So essentially, this door corresponds to the door of the Heichel, and the door of the Heichel corresponds to the next door inside, which ultimately corresponds to the door going straight into the Holy of Holies. So it's as if, doorway speaking, it's a direct doorway into the Holy of Holies. And as such, there's an enormous amount of respect that is required. That door is Mechuvan Keneged Pesach Ha'ulam to the door of the foyer outside the actual Heichel, which corresponds precisely to Pesach HaHeichel, and they were Keneged Beit Kodesh HaKadoshim, as the Tosfos tells us in the, uh, the tractate of Brachot on page 54, which you just mentioned a moment ago. So now, the Rambam says to us something else. So the first was a halacha of how we have to behave corresponding to that door. A second detail. Now anybody who walks into that door, through that door, now you're in the actual azara, and there's an area where ordinary Jewish people can be, that's called Ezra Yisrael, and then there's a number of steps, four steps going up, and on top of those steps you go into what's called Ezrat Kohanim, and we'll talk about these, these lines of scrimmage later. We've discussed it prior. We'll talk about it later in this chapter again. So when you do so, Yahalech b'nachat. You have to walk. The word nachat in, in Yiddish, 
In Hebrew, people say It's like, like a good feeling, but that doesn't really translate it. A certain feeling of satisfaction, a certain feeling of inner joy, a certain feeling of, of, of exhilaration along with serenity. <laughs> In this context, that doesn't really make any sense. So what is the meaning of Yahalach Benachas? Yahalach Benachas means that you have to go slowly, slowly. You, you, you can't, so to speak, rush through that door. Once you're in that door, you have to walk a certain way. Um, one of the things, incidentally, when we talk about before we go back to walking, um, what means Benachas, one of the things of, of the idea of, what you, of not being lightheaded is, you know, what people would see to... To, song, to sing in English, like somebody's whistling, you know, chilled out, having fun, relaxed. That, that's not going to work. You can't be lightheaded. So when you do about to do something serious, you know when something's about to do something serious. You know when something big is going down because it's reflected in a person's behavior. And that takes us into the idea of walking benachas because benachas actually means to do something in a relaxed way. Not as in relaxed that you're easygoing. You know, let it, let it all hang out, so to speak, and go with the flow. Benachas means softly. In Hilchas Deus, the Rambam talks about walking benachas in a different context. And he says it means measuring your steps. So when you're in a place, for example, that many eyes are upon you, you're going to walk softly, you walk carefully, you walk with dignity. Think of people who walk down the aisle before a chuppah, especially when there's a long aisle and all the guests are watching and you're kind of self-conscious when you're walking down that aisle. Whether you're the bride or groom or whether you're part of the retinue or party, you, you feel a certain way. You, you, you don't brush down that. You walk slowly, dignified. As I could tell you as a chaplain um, with the police, when, I, when I, we march in, you know, the chief and the senior officers and the chaplains usually included, we march into ceremonies. So there's a certain dignity you walk with. I never went to marching school, but you figure it out pretty quickly. And you just walk a certain way and you're focused. That's how you walk into the base of Middash. It's not a place to chill, relax. A place you walk very carefully, treading carefully, walking carefully. And the Rambam says... And you go, This is not talking about places where you're not allowed to be. The places you're allowed to be, even those places, you're not at ease. You're very measured, very careful. You should see yourself. That you are, so to speak, standing before God. Now, with regard to the notion of Yahalech Benachas, the Ravid, was a chief protagonist of the Rambam. In fact, his notations or disputes are printed in most versions of the Rambam. Rabbeinu Avram ben David. He says, and I quote, You do not walk as a commoner. You walk as somebody doing something important. It's a dignity that it comes along. And perhaps, actually, that is the best word. To walk with dignity. The Rambam La'am suggests that it is possible that the Rambam learned this from the verse that's found in the fourth chapter of Kohelet of Ecclesiastics. In the 17th verse it says, and I quote, Shmoir raglocha, watch your steps, or literally watch your feet. Ka'asher telech el 
when you walk to God's house. So when you walk to God's house, walk to God's house with care. Take care when you do it. Don't do so in a flippant fashion at all. Now the Ramam continues this halacha by telling us, as it says, my eyes and my heart will be there all of the days. It means God's attention is focused there. Now it's very interesting. When Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem to be with the Jewish people after the sin of the golden calf. So Rashi comments and he says, Ten eini velibi, place your eyes and heart upon us. And the Rebbe asks, what is Rashi saying here? How, how does this elucidate or explain to us the request that Moshe made? And the Rebbe links it to this verse in the book of Kings, which is uttered by King Solomon. King Solomon prayed that that's the place where God's eyes and heart would be all days. It's a way of expressing, obviously, a euphemism. It's anthropomorphical. God doesn't have eyes or a heart, but it's a way of expressing the place where God's attention is focused. It's like, you know, take something to heart. That's an important thing. I want you to look at this really carefully. That bespeaks giving something the proper attention. That's what we refer to. So the Beit HaMikdash is a place that God takes to heart. And that's where you're walking now. And you walk the Ema. The word Ema translates as trepidation. The Yira, sense of awe, sense of Rada, sense of trembling. You're trembling. And now you, you walk down the aisle. Think of it. Especially if it's an aisle, a long aisle. There's hundreds and hundreds of guests that came to this wedding and you walk down that aisle. Or you're taking one of your children down that aisle. You walk with a sense of awe. You're almost quaking. It's a, it's, a, it's a big moment. That's how you walk into the Beis HaMikdash. Shanemar, because it says, Beit Elokim Nahalech Berogesh. We go to God's house with feeling. Berogesh means with feeling. And this is a very important word. This is taken from the 55th Psalm, verse 15. Berogesh means with a hargasha, with a feeling. Now, obviously, what kind of feeling does it mean? We've already learned that when you come to the Beis HaMikdash, it says, Mikdash you should revere, you should be in awe of my Beit HaMikdash. So obviously, if the feeling, you're supposed to go with feeling, and there's a mitzvah to have a certain kind of feeling, that it means you should go with this feeling. And this dovetails very interesting, interestingly to something I mentioned at the outset of this chapter. In the beginning of the chapter, I shared with you the words of the Rambam in the book of Mitzvot. In the 21st mitzvah, of the positive mitzvahs, the Rambam says that we were commanded to be exceedingly in awe, to be exceedingly reverential. It's still you fix it in the heart, the yireh, the awe, the reverence, the pachad, the, the positive almost fear or fright of, of the awesomeness of this place. That's Moiraas HaMikdash. And the Rebbe explains, based on these words of the Rambam, that the toichen that the definition, which is actually what Sefer HaMitzvot is, it's the, the definition of mitzvahs rather than the halachas, the laws that we're supposed to follow, it's the definition of the mitzvah, as the Rebbe explains in many places elsewhere. So the definition of the mitzvah is that you have to have a sense of feeling. It's not enough to go through the motions. Here you actually have to feel. You have to feel it. You can't simply walk as if you're in awe. You're actually supposed to be in awe. 
You're actually supposed to be mindful. You're actually supposed to be filled with trepidation at the opportunity that you have to walk in the base of Megdash. And that's the mitzvah. The teichen of the tzivoy, the content, the meaning of this commandment is the regesh and the yira and the pachat. The feeling of awe, the feeling of, of, of positive, being positively awestricken. So it's not just about doing the things. And I think here, the Rambam's words really drive this home, where he says, how do you know that you're supposed to walk How do you know that a person's supposed to walk with a sense of awe, exuding this sense of awe and trepidation? How do we know that? Because it says, And birogesh means with a feeling. With a feeling. So the, the right way to do this mitzvah is to do it with a sense of feeling. You're emotionally invested, there's a sense of awe that grips us, and the awe should then translate into the actions that are taken. And this is really interesting because when the, the mitzvah is, is the awe, the mitzvah isn't the action. You know, when, when it comes to the mitzvah of tshuva, so the Rambam speaks about this mitzvah in the book of mitzvahs, he defines it as vidui, as confession, confessing your sins. He doesn't define it as feeling regret. And there are a number of different reasons for this. One of the explanations that the Rebbe gives to us is that the Rambam talks about the action of the mitzvah. If there's an action part of the mitzvah and a feeling part of the mitzvah, so the Rambam talks about the action part of the mitzvah. So he doesn't talk about the feeling of regret, the pangs of remorse. He talks about what you're going to do about this, namely say before God, I've sinned, I've rebelled, I'm remorseful. But clearly here, that's not the case. Because if it would be the case, then we would have to hear about the way somebody walks. It's not a walking mitzvah. It's not a talking mitzvah. It's not a dressing mitzvah. Although we've talked about all these things. We said about, you know, how does this, how does this work? How do you express your awe? So we spoke about a variety of different ways, but all of those ways are expressing the awe rather than fulfilling the mitzvah. The mitzvah is not walking this way. The mitzvah is not being this way, dressing this way, approaching this way. The mitzvah is to have a sense of awe. And that awe obviously translated itself into a variety of different things, as we've been discussing, as I mentioned to you in the outset of this chapter, the first seven halachas focus primarily on the awe that a person, the behavior a person is supposed to exhibit as a result of the fulfillment of this mitzvah. But all those things are the symptoms, the results of the fulfillment of the mitzvah, rather than the specific actions which comprise the mitzvah. It's a very subtle but important difference. And so the emphasis here is liyira, the emphasis, this is a mitzvah of emotion. This is a mitzvah of the heart. This is a mitzvah of feeling. And of course, feelings then have to result in certain kinds of behavior. And if they are real, if you're really with a sense of awe, and really a sense of overwhelmed, you're really in a sense of trepidation, of course, you're not going to run in. You're not going to be relaxed. You're not going to be chilling. You'll be with tremendous dignity and tremendous respect. And of course, that would be the practical expression of this mitzvah. Anyway, that's a little bit of insight into the fifth halacha of Hilchus Beis Abuchid of the seventh chapter. And Be'ezrat Hashem in the days ahead, at least in the next two days, we'll continue to talk about various kinds of behavior. In the next halacha, we'll talk about the various postures that a person must assume at the time when he or she is in the Beis HaMikdash. And then in the seventh halacha, we'll address today's day and age. How does that translate into real time when we don't yet have the Beit HaMikdash rebuilt, 
And hopefully by the time we get this halacha, the Beis Hamikdash will already be standing in its full glory and we won't have to learn this halacha anymore because we'll be fulfilling all of the halachas that we've already learned. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu take pleasure in our learning about the Beis Hamikdash and may it accelerate the rebuilding of the third Beis Hamikdash. Bimheda will be Amenu Amen. Thanks for joining. Thank you.